Welcome to Hillside Podcast. I am your host, Tina Kampala. I just want to say a big thank you to all our listeners who have been listening to us from the different cities of the world. Of course, a big thank you to the host country, Kenya, all the listeners who have taken time to listen to us. We want to say thank you. Thank you to the listeners in the United States, in Canada, in Romania, Morocco, Peru, Australia, and Tanzania. We can see you listening and we are very excited to know that we are reaching you wherever you are. We pray that you will keep tuned in. I just want to remind you that we are also hosted on different platforms. You can now find Hillside on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on the Google Podcast, on TuneIn and Alexa, on iHeartRadio and on Stitcher. Please take time to listen to us and share with a friend. I also want to remind you that we are eagerly awaiting your feedback through our different social media handles and our blog. And every time you write to us, we'll be sure to respond. So one more time, I want to invite you up here on the hillside. I pray that you'll step away from all your busy schedules, that you'll take that time to step up into the hillside with us, that you may experience the peace that surpasses all human understanding, that today you will meet the Savior, that today you will find your burden bearer, you will find your healer, you will find the place of quiet trust. And so one more time, I want to invite you with the book of Revelation chapter 22 and verse 17. And the spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. We do extend to you that welcome, that you will indeed come to the fountain of life and be refreshed today. And so today we are going back uh, to the life of Samson. Remember, we have already talked about the life of Samson in the first two parts. The curtain is coming down on the life of the strongest man that ever lived. When we finished uh, the first part of the series, we talked about Samson going down, down to the rock of Etham. The battle between Samson and the Philistines never end. Remember, his purpose was to start the destruction of the Philistines. I would like to take you to the prison house where the strongest man that ever lived is grinding. His hands and feet are shackled with brass chains. Throughout the day, from dawn to dusk, Samson grinds for the Philistines. And as Samson grinds with each and every passing day, his thoughts go back to how he got to the prison. He looks back at his life. He remembers his journey to Timna. He smiles, the love of his life, his first love, the lady from Timna. But then he remembers how she was killed together with her father by the Philistines. And for a moment, he even stops pushing the grinder. He lets out a deep sigh and continues to grind. He remembers how he went down to Gaza and even went with a harlot. How had he, a Nazarite, stooped so low? His heart is heavy. He had let God down. He had broken the hearts of his parents, who persistently reminded him who he was. He felt such a failure as he continued to push the grinder. And as he pushed the grinder, what broke his heart more than anything was the memory of Delilah. Delilah, the woman who turned 
the heads of all the men in Philistine. The woman who made his heart melt with love. Hmm. But how he regretted falling at the feet of this very wicked woman. He remembered the many times she took his head and laid it on her laps. How she stroked his hair until he fell asleep. Then she purred her requests at his ears. His heart melted and every time she did this, he gave her the desire of her heart. How weak he had been. How foolish because she enticed him to tell her the secret of his strength. And many times over, he lied to her. And when she heard his lies, she used those lies against him. He should have been wiser to understand that she had something up her sleeve. She wanted his destruction. But he loved her so much and could not think that she would ever destroy him. And so this last time, she fell hopelessly at his feet and wept relentlessly. This just broke his heart and he found himself telling her the secret he had never told anyone, that his strength was in his hair. That night when he slept, Delilah cut off his beautiful hair and when morning came, she called out, the Philistines are upon you and this time he woke up just like he did all the times before. But this time, the Philistines were able to get a hold of him and they gorged out his eyes. Every day, Samson served the Philistines. Every day, he ground in the prison. He could not but feel the disappointment his parents felt over his life. He felt the disappointment the Israelites felt on what he had done to get him to this prison. He felt how disappointed his God was on him for finding himself in the enemy's territory. Despite the dark days he experienced, his hair began to grow. And each day he ground in the prison, his heart hoped that his God would give him one more time, one more chance to show his diligence and his commitment to his purpose. And one of the days as Samson ground in the prison, he felt a different atmosphere around him. He heard some commotion among the warders and they told him that he was needed by the lords of the Philistine in the arena for they were celebrating to their god Dagon for delivering their enemy into their hands. This was the opportunity he had been waiting for. And so Samson was handed over to a lad to lead him into the arena. You see, the enemies had underestimated him. They thought because he was blind and he was bound in shackles, he no longer had any strength to be a threat to them. And so the lad led him into the arena. There was laughter. There was song and dance in the arena. The atmosphere was one of merriment as the masses lost themselves in enjoyment and celebration. But as Samson took every single step into the arena, the atmosphere around him began to change and his mind was lifted up to the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And his heart began to cry to the Lord for a second chance. For a second chance he yearned 
that he may prove to his God his commitment to him. And so as Samson got into the arena, he asked the young boy to help him lean on the pillars that held the arena. And when the young boy had showed him where the pillars were, Samson leaned and lifted up his eye one more time to the God of heaven. And he cried out to God. He said, Oh Lord God, remember me, I pray you, and strengthen me, I pray you, only this once. Oh God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. In total surrender, he pulled at the two pillars and down came the arena and all its occupants. What had been merriment and laughter turned to wailing, crying and fear in a matter of seconds. The spirit that had come upon Samson many years before came one more time upon him and gave him the strength to pull down the arena that carried over 3,000 people. Samson died with the Philistines in the arena. He understood the price he had to pay for his disobedience. And he understood that this was the last chance he could have taken to fulfill the purpose for why he had been brought to the children of Israel. And when Samson died that day, the Israelites came and took his body back to the burial place of his father Manoah. And I bet on his tombstone they probably wrote, he killed more in his death than he ever did in his life. If you forget everything else that we have discussed in this three-part series, do not forget the three vital lessons drawn from the life of Samson. Number one, do not compromise on your values. Remember, we said that values are principles and standards of behavior. Ensure that you do not divert or drop or, and, and continue to drop and pick them as he did as we presented in the first podcast. But also there may be those of you who do not have any values, at least none they have written down. So it becomes very difficult to keep checking on whether you're still on the right path. For those who have not identified their values, take time prayerfully to choose the core values that best describe who you are or the core values that are of great importance to you. This could be dependability, reliability, loyalty, commitment, respect, integrity, whatever they may be. Identify three to five of them and consistently do an integrity check just to make sure you're on the right path. These values will prove to be very important when choosing a life partner. Because when you get to choose a life partner, you will identify a partner who has similar values like you do. This one would work well with you. The second lesson we had learned is do not use your senses as the primary source of choosing a life partner. And we looked at this life of Samson and we saw him when he chose his first wife, the lady from Timna, he saw and he liked what he saw. What he saw drew him to look for her and when he did, he talked to her and he wanted her for a wife. Do not get me wrong. I am not saying that you should not look at a young lady or a young man 
and choose based on certain physical characteristics. What I am saying is let it not be the primary source that you use to pick a partner. Remember the book of Proverbs 31 verse 30 says, Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And I believe this verse works both for women as well as for men. Beauty is fleeting. Remember that. And finally, do not hang around the wrong market and get acquainted with its sights and the sounds. I remember growing up a quotation that was given to me when I was very young in the Christian faith. And it says that the most miserable Christian is the one who shuts the door to the world and spends his entire lifetime peeping through the keyhole. And you know, this just hits home, doesn't it? That many times we make the decision to be Christians, but our hearts are not with us. Our hearts are still in the world. Just like Samson, we are struggling with surrendering our life to God. And so physically, we have been removed from the world, but our hearts are still in the world. And we spend our lifetime desiring the things that we have left behind. Remember in the second part of this series when Rose was sharing with us and she said that just like the children of Israel when they were leaving Egypt and on their way to Canaan, many times they longed for the things they had when they were in Egypt and their hearts desired to turn back and go back to Egypt when they were destined for better things headed down to Canaan. Now, when you shut the door to the world, spending your lifetime peeping through the keyhole means that you'd rather be in the world, but you're standing on this side of the door because either it feels right or it's something that somebody expects you to do, but you have not made the decision to remove yourself from the world. And this has drastic consequences because all of your life you'll have one foot in and one foot out. And we can never really have the best of two worlds. Make your decision and stand by your decision. Give your entire heart, mind, and soul to what you have decided to stand for. And going forward, the decisions that you will make will be led and guided with a clear mind that has one purpose. And that is led by the book of Matthew 22, verse 37, that says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. So thank you once again for being with us here at the hillside. We do really pray that irrespective of where you are in your Christian experience, no matter how dark the moments are, no matter how disappointed you are with yourself, with your circumstances, the Lord God of heaven is a God of second chances. If you cry out to him as Samson did with all your heart, he will hear you. He will give you strength one more time to meet your purpose. Samson killed more in his death than he did in his life. He achieved his purpose when he surrendered his life totally to God. Surrender your life to God. In this deep dark place, God of heaven can still be found. When you seek him with all your heart, you will find him. And when he will come, he will give you a second chance. Thank you so much for being with me again. May God bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you. In Jesus' name, amen.